0: I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. So the Saskatchewan Rough Rider who scored only four rouges all last season, Jack, the Stan Peters are off the hump and back on top, 2018 Green Cup
1: Champions.
0: Yeah man, I, I eat chalk for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Muy caliente. All right. We are live with the 13th episode of the Red, White, and the Rouge podcast. My name's John. You guys can find me on Twitter at JohnHewish underscore. And you can find my co-host with the most, Rob, on Twitter at robmixsports. Rob, it's week 12, and uh, we're still having audio issues. But we'll get it by week 20, right? We'll get it.
1: I, I doubt it to be perfectly honest i have no idea what's going on but uh it's doing funny. our best
0: it's funny how before the show you were talking about how you were getting feedback through your mind And this is just like a thought i'm having it's like feedback when you're getting it from a computer is annoying but when you ask a person for feedback technically that's something you want think it's, about that yeah english yeah. weird um anyway how was your weekend
1: it was all right. I suffered through the Lions game. Um, spent most of uh, spent most of Monday playing. Uh, I mean Sunday playing uh, uh, RBI on Switch. Um, sure. They have a playoff mode that's actually a lot of fun. So yeah, that was that was basically my weekend.
0: Nice. Speaking of uh, baseball, I was in Seattle on Saturday, so thankfully I missed the Lions game. Um, but had a lot of had a lot of driving to do. That's okay. It was it was fun. The Blue Jays won. They uh, snapped a six-game losing streak. So I feel bad for the people who drove down there though on Sunday. It was like a two-hour game. You have to drive four hours, watch two hours of baseball. Ugh. No, not even probably more. Anyway, CFL though that was good too. So I guess now that we're done talking about our personal lives, let's jump into the rewind. All right, week eleven rewind. I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. It was a good week. We finally had a good betting week. We had a good DFS week. And trust me, it did not look like it was going to be that way till Sunday morning.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I, it's true. Oh, God. I had John Crockett because I, who did I have? I had Marshall in. I wanted to play Crockett because Anthony Coombs was listed as the running back one in Hamilton. So I plugged in Crockett. That ended up being like a two point difference. I had Brandon Banks, who put up 9.3 at 10.3. Not great. And then I had the Tiger Cats D. So I'm like, okay, well, they generated seven sacks against BC. Am I surprised? No. But good God on Sunday. Rodney Smith, my man. 12 catches, 136 yards. Don't think he's going to do that again, but man. Man. Bernard Adams Jr. too, thirty-one fantasy points and another win in a tight, tight game. Guy just finds a way to get it done, no matter if the opponent's Toronto or Calgary. He finds a way.
1: He's like the uh, Cody Fajardo of the second half of the season, at least thus far. Hmm.
0: For sure. Yeah. yeah. And Cody Fajardo's the Mike Riley of last year so far. Well, actually, no. Um, I wouldn't Fajardo- go that far. No, I mean, uh, I don't think I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I'll, I'll go out I'll go Fajardo out
1: is better than Vernon Adams, you think?
0: Yes, and I think he is also better than Trevor Harris right now.
1: Oh, that I think he I think there are things he does better than Trevor Harris, but I think if you're just going, who's a better quarterback overall, I I, I have qualms with that. But Fajardo definitely does certain things better than Trevor Harris. As we know, Trevor Harris doesn't deal with the pass rush particularly well. Uh, Trevor Harris seems to get flustered at times, and I think Fajardo does stay very cool. But I, I don't know. That's a, It's a hot take. I, I'm not going to disagree with it, but I, it's hot.
0: You're not going to disagree with anything I say about Fajardo ever again. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Just...
1: far too... <laughs> exactly.
0: The risk is too high. Um, yeah. Yeah, in the last four weeks, though, he's only thrown one touchdown, which is kind of like concerning, but he has also not thrown an interception in that span as well. So again, I think mm-hmm. it's better decision-making on his part, and I'm i'm enjoying seeing him kind of kind of grow into that um you know just raising his football iq if you will
1: I, I, that's definitely part of it i also think saskatchewan has really been uh using william powell quite well in the kind of from uh like the quarter mark of the season he's really improved or, or they've really increased his carries and he's been kind of, he's been hot william powell's been pretty hot for several weeks now
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah yeah i think that helps Speaking oh. of of hot running backs, Andrew Harris, our our godchild, god king of the CFL this year, easily, in my opinion, the most outstanding player. Will not be playing for the next two weeks due to a failed drug test. Uh which is probably not ideal timing considering Matt Nichols is hurt. Um what he tested positive for was a medication and, uh, the, excuse my pronunciation on this, uh, met which, uh, was a steroid that was apparently very popular in like the seventies and the eighties, but is very unpopular now. Um, Harris is saying that he had no idea and that he was taking supplements, but, uh, it could have been a, 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 a messed up an issue in the factory or something, and that he would have he wouldn't be taking anything. I think that's fishy, but at the same time, it, it could be true. What do you think?
0: Uh, okay, so my understanding of the situation is that he sent in a piss test a couple of weeks ago, and he had one at like the beginning of July or beginning end of July that was like clean or something. Um, yes, and then. This one came up with uh or whatever it's called. Meta I don't, I'm not even gonna try. The steroids. there. that was what was in his urine and then he said Oh like it was it was a mistake, that can't be my urine. Like look, you guys tested me a couple weeks ago and it was totally fine, so the timeline doesn't work. So they're like, okay, well, give us some more urine. Same result. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's not a good look for him, but I mean I don't know. You know,
1: what- the only reason I'm a little bit suspicious is because you normally don't see players get better at football, specifically running backs at 32. Yeah. Like think about how rare a a running back being the best he's ever been at 32 is.
0: He's been good for, for a while now too, that's the thing. Like running oh, back life spans are so short that this is it's too long, he's getting better. Um, my question is, even though he's, he's only suspended for two games, so he's still going to play the rest of the season, is he still eligible to win MOP? And I'm not saying like by the CFL rules, I'm saying by the writers who vote.
1: Um, you know, I think so, because I don't think there's anyone that close to him. If Mazzoli hadn't gotten hurt and was continuing to put up the numbers he had put up earlier in the year then maybe they could have made an argument for him i don't see someone like brandon banks getting it despite the fact that brandon banks you could argue has been one of the best players in the league this year but honestly who else do you put there
0: who do i give mop to if andrew harris is kind of shadow ruled out um offensive players trevor harris maybe trevor harris Fajardo honestly or defense honestly defensive players the the player to me that sticks out most we Willie Jefferson um, but when was the last time we saw Willie Jefferson player? has
1: been incredible
0: yeah you're absolutely has, right
1: I didn't even think of that he's been incredible
0: so yeah. I don't know it's tough to imagine like a defensive player winning MOP but last year we saw a kicker win rookie of the year so
1: that Anything is very true um yeah didn't uh didn't uh, Camp Mimian won MOP, didn't he?
0: I feel like that happened at one point. I would have to double check, but I, he was definitely yeah. in the running because I think he had the most tackles ever in a CFL season.
1: That is right. Which is funny because Solomon Elamimian, despite being an absolute tank, is not a very good tackler. He's a great hitter, not a great tackler. Anyway, speaking of Willie Jefferson and Winnipeg, did you get a chance to watch uh strebler in his first start of the season
0: i did not unfortunately you I, did I not caught, i no, i caught pieces of the game i saw him running a lot that's what i saw i saw him doing a lot of running
1: it was honestly like watching an fcs uh ncaa game like watching like northeast montana state versus someone else they're just running pistol and doing options with him and andrew harris you know not a not a great passing quarterback but as a running quarterback holy crap he was amazing and he took some big hits but also doled some out this type of guy who's gonna lower the shoulder on a qb scramble which you know probably isn't sustainable but you'll love to see when it does happen uh, he's a fun guy to watch like he's he's a tank he could play basically any position on the field. <laughs>
0: he could um i'm excited to see like even though they won't have andrew harris this week i'm still excited to see him play and how they're going to utilize johnny augustine he should get the start in that role but Mm -hmm. uh yeah no no it'll be it'll be exciting to watch him play this week you know who i'm not excited to watch play is jonathan jennings (laughs) Uh,
1: the the new the new starting quarterback jonathan jennings is that the jonathan jennings you mean
0: yes i and i don't know if i can blame i don't know if there's any blame to be handed out on that decision because dominique davis can't run he can't pass i don't what what a shame yeah what's the point of having him out there
1: i think we said in our um eastern conference rundown if we i forget which one we did first west or east but uh we kind of talked about it before the beginning of the year and we said Ottawa's in big trouble they don't really have a quarterback and stuff and then Davis came out and played pretty well at the beginning and we all were like oh maybe he's the real deal no he is not the real deal <laughs> he, he's he been terrible yeah. uh when you lose your job to Jonathan Jennings you've 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 messed up
0: yeah somewhere along the way you went horribly wrong <laughs> somewhere yeah so just to, just to um, finish the point from earlier, Solomon Alamemian did win MOP in 2014. I double-checked that. And, um, oh, excellent. Thank you. Yes. All right. What else do I want to bring up about the situation in the CFL? I think that's about it. I don't know. Lions uh, gave up seven sacks again, but that's uh, like not really surprising.
1: Well, at the game, I was actually really excited because by halftime, the, uh, <laughs> there had already been five on Riley, so I was like, oh my god, am I going to see a 10-sack game? That would be incredible. Uh, unfortunately, it only got to 7, and of course the Lions got that last-minute touchdown to ruin my bet, and therefore ruin my lock of the week. Which, you know, uh, being anemic, all, all fucking game, and then doing that, you know, that's a bit disappointing, but uh, the Lions do everything they can to disappoint me these days, so I'm, I'm mostly used to it.
0: Alright, let's start the week 12 game by game breakdown only three games this week because it's Labor Day weekend I don't know why there's only three games on Labor Day weekend it would make the most sense for this weekend to have four games of all the weekends but
1: well they want to do the regional rivalries Labor Day for those of you who are Americans the Labor Day matchups for the CFL this is the this is the biggest of the big I have memories going back to being a little kid watching Labor Day weekend uh, Winnipeg Saskatchewan's called the banjo Bowl. You know, it's uh, for the for all those prairie people out there who are probably mad at us for talking shit about Andrew Harris. Um, it's it's a big deal.
0: Should just make Montreal and BC play, just for the. Well, that's they what
1: they used to do. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, no, they they did, and I honestly thought they had a pretty good rivalry going, even though it wasn't regional. But here we are. All right, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan. The first leg of the Banjo Bowl is the first one. Saskatchewan are five and a half point favorites at home. Total in this one is 47 and a half. Cody Fajardo's 10-4. Uh, like I said, with the issues he's had with really, you know, throwing touchdowns lately, as good as he is with his feet, I don't want to pay 10400 for that. Chris Trevler, though, at 8300 with how he uses feet. that's uh, That's a lot more appealing, don't you think?
1: I definitely think so, especially with Andrew Harris out. It means that, uh, is going to be probably carrying the ball even more on those option plays. You know, maybe him and Johnny Augustine will have something special, but we haven't seen that yet. So, uh, I, I do like Streveler this week.
0: Yeah. Augustine should get the start at 3,500. So at 3,500, that's pretty well a plug, um, not that I expect him to do a whole lot, but it's a guy who's in a starting role at thirty five hundred, so really opens up salary yeah. elsewhere. Receivers to look at are Shaq Evans, even though he's eighty one, the targets are definitely still there. And Corey Watson, who's only forty eight hundred. And I saw saw an old video of Corey Watson today, uh, from when he was on the Eskimos and I, I forgot how good he is. He's pretty good. Oh yeah,
1: he's he's very
0: good. Both defenses I think are in play just because they're upside, not that I think, you know, either offense is that bad um but you know these have been two of the best defenses in the league all year and uh, you know going even going back to last year's banjo bowl i wouldn't be surprised if honestly the defenses did potentially the majority of the scoring here could get pretty pretty wild
1: everything's wild at the banjo bowl
0: thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) all right um on to monday's games
1: uh yeah the next games are on the monday
0: Yes, so the first one's Monday morning. Toronto is at Hamilton. Hamilton are at 11.5 point favorites. The total in this one is 51.5. McLeod Bethel-Thompson threw for 450 yards last week and took an L because Armani Edwards couldn't catch a touchdown on the last play of the game. That bites. That that hurts.
1: I don't know. I feel like McLeod Bethel-Thompson's just along for the ride.
0: He seemed mad after. He was, like, angry after the game. He's like, I don't don't know what I can do. I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I feel like I've done everything I can. So, he seems pretty pissed. So, is that a narrative we ride into this week? He's only 93. It's pretty cheap.
1: Uh, There's no denying that McLeod Bethel-Thompson is good. Like... Um, and he, considering that the Lions put up 400-plus offensive yards last week against Hamilton but only turned that into one touchdown, I think Toronto, if they even have an ounce of luck, should be able to put up more than that against the Hamilton defense. So I I, th- I think that McLeod Bethel-Thompson is a good play.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh. Dane Evans at 88. It's a decent matchup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain about the matchup. It's just Dane Evans. Um, running back situation, James Wilder is still being kind of shopped around here and there. Uh, Toronto's looking for a buyer for him. So Brandon Burks will likely be thrust into a starting role again, along with Chris Rainey. I like both of them, honestly. I like Burks more, but with Rainey's kick returning, kick return yards that he gets, uh, along with like a couple rushes and a couple catches... He's worth playing at 5,800 now that he's involved in the offense, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, I was surprised it took this long. And as I've said before, I think Brandon Burks is a better running back than James Wilder Jr. I don't get why James Wilder Jr. is considered to be so good. He had one good half of the season like two years ago. He just hasn't done, done it since.
0: Cam Marshall is probably going to be the starting running back for the Tiger Cats. Fifty six hundred. It's the best possible matchup a running back can get, but I don't. I don't know what Toronto's or Hamilton's doing with the running back situation. It's not a situation I like to involve myself with anymore. Anthony Coombs <laughs> was start listed running back one last week. Um, I don't think he caught a. He wasn't involved. He caught one pass for five yards and I remember that like four times for less than twenty yards. Because he's not a running back, so even if he is listed as the running back one. Cam Marshall should get the majority of the carries, but again, it's just a, a stay-away situation for me. Yep. Uh, is Brandon Banks going to bounce back this week, finally? I, I I think
1: he probably
0: will. I think there
1: was a few plays last week where he was very close to getting free and having a big play. Um. Yeah, honestly, I I think you take him this week, especially with Harris out. Without Andrew Harris, it makes kind of everyone more price friendly because you don't have to pay for andrew harris so i think you can replace harris with banks and get a similar payout i would be shocked if banks is under 15 points this week and wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked if you got like 20 plus
0: yeah it really limits the payup options especially when you have a guy like augustine who's 3500 then that kind of makes mm-hmm. you want to just play the most expensive guy on the board braylon addison he's another solid option uh, I believe I got his price wrong here. Is he is he 8800 this week? He was
1: 8800 last week.
0: Uh you know he's 9000 this week. 9000. Yes.
1: See, sorry. that's shocking to me because I didn't think he was that good this week. And and la- sorry, or he wasn't that good last week. And 2 weeks ago, they were getting him involved in the running game, and I didn't see any of that this week. So, I actually think it's probably not as smart of an idea to play braylon addison i would personally try to get someone a little bit cheaper and then pay up for banks if you want to get a hamilton receiver
0: Uh, i'm probably going to be playing both honestly i have no issue with addison in this matchup on the flip side of that i like armani edwards again at 7200 healthy targets if he catches that touchdown at the end his line looks a lot better but even then it was still respectable rodney smith is up to 6300 oh man it's it's tough to justify paying that for him, but last week was like, man, uh, 63. I don't know. Do you go there for Rodney Smith?
1: Um, I think you could make a ballsy pay- play and it could pay off. I- I'm not doing that, though.
0: Here's I-, I wouldn't
1: hold it against you, though, if you did it.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. Six. The $6,000 range is where, like, wide receivers have gone to die this year. Just everybody <laughs> in that range is just horrific. So if you're kind of left with 6300 and you need a wide receiver, he's the guy. Don't worry about anybody else in that price range. Don't even think about it. But, like, I, with overall lineup construction, I'm not saying he's, like, a guy that you should make sure you have room for.
1: No, he definitely will not be a lock of the week.
0: no. So last game already. We're wow. flying through this. Yeah. Edmonton. They're uh, they're at Calgary. The Calgary are three point favorites in the total, and this one is forty-eight. There is no way I'm paying ten thousand for Nick Arbuckle, and I'm probably not gonna play Trevor Harris against his defense. You agree? Just no to the quarterbacks or
1: No uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't take any of the quarterbacks.
0: Don Jackson at sixty nine hundred. I like that. That's a nice price.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot too. I Don Jackson is a good running back. We haven't seen a lot of him this year because of the injuries, but he's got a really deep resume. He produces. He he gets catches. I'm a fan.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a tough matchup, but like again, if you're kind of looking for a guy who's going to get you, clo- could get you close to twenty points or over twenty points, it's him. Christian Jones down at 42, he's kind of like the pump play we've been going to, but with Jonathan Augustine as this week's play, I don't think you need to go there unless you're playing like a Monday-only slate. Um, no, probably not. No. Um, one person you don't have on the
1: board is Gable, and I actually like Gable this week because the Cal- the Calgary run defense hasn't been fantastic. They've been very good against the pass. Um, they've been overall a good defense, but if they do have a weak point, it's against the... Uh, it's against the run.
0: Speaking of... Okay, no. I'll bring this up before we end the show because I, I think we missed a pretty major cliff note on the earlier part, but we'll talk about it before we get done. Excellent. Begleton and Devaris Daniels. Begleton's 92. Good God. He had the game of his life last week and now he's 9,200. Normally, would I say he's in play? No, but there's kind of limited options to pay up for. If you wanted to play like Reggie Begelton over a guy like Braylon Addison, I would not fault you for that. Davaris Daniels. That would
1: be that would be the only way, in my opinion, to rationalize paying for Reggie Begelton. Yeah,
0: yeah. As for Daniels, revenge game narrative, facing his old team for the first time.
1: I love the Davaris Daniels narrative. I love Davaris Daniels. He's a fun player to watch. He's been good all year. He's one of the only consistent receivers thus far. And Andrew Harris seems. Andrew Harris. No, Andrew Harris will be sitting at home. Trevor Harris um, has. Uh, has clearly gotten the memo that he needs to be thrown to this guy. He's getting a lot of targets, and he's been so good.
0: Ten catches for 207 yards last week. That accounted for almost half of all of Harris's pass yards. Guy's a beast. You're. Both defenses are in play here again, not because I think either offense is bad, but just because the upside, uh, the scoring upside, and they're you know both solid. Uh, the, all the defenses are priced pretty low this week. I'd say the Ty Cats are, are the highest, but I wouldn't say that's worth it in the game with the highest total of the week. So honestly, you could go Edmonton, Calgary, uh, Winnipeg, or Saskatchewan. I think okay, I'm gonna rank them for in, m- in my preference: Winnipeg, oh. Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatchewan and then just neither defense in the other game yeah okay uh before we get into the segments i want to talk about that thing kind of the elephant in the room if you will can't can't believe we didn't notice it uh jeremiah johnson kind of taking william sandback's job that's awkward
1: (laughs) that is awkward um (laughs) i don't know if he's taking his job as much as they're playing the hot hand
0: I mean, he had twice as many. Yeah, I, uh, that's the thing, and I feel like Johnson's going to be the hot hand if he continues to get opportunities. Like, I don't know. Standback I might believe... be rattled. like fuck.
1: If that if Standback is rattled, then yes, Jeremiah Johnson will be the will be the starter for a while. But I don't see Standback being rattled. I. Uh... He had a great start to the year. He should have all the confidence in the world. Just because someone else on your team is playing well doesn't mean that you can't play well. And I you know, I think the long term solution in Montreal is stand back. I think everyone would agree with that.
0: He hasn't scored a touchdown since that game against the Tiger Cats. I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it's been a while. I mean Jeremiah Johnson is no, old. Like he's 32. And so, obviously, he's like the future, and maybe they're hoping that you know they're kind of keeping stand back on the sideline, kind of like a monkey see, monkey do sort of thing. Like, watch him do what he does, and then monkey pee he all kind
1: of... over you. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: that's what happens when the monkey takes your job.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, totally. Um, you could you could absolutely be right, but and I think there is definitely a story there. It'll be interesting to see how it progresses. I'm personally of the mind that they have to move back to stand back because once again he is the long term solution but you know they may disagree
0: alright let's jump into the last three segments to close out the show which is the jewels versus the McPix the price is right and then the locks of the week so let's start this week with the
1: McPix righty then the McPix this week I'm not Actually, all that's sold on them, so uh, take them, uh, put them with a grain of salt. If you have any questions about them, just DM me, because I can probably tell you this won't be my go-to to start the week. Um, I have Straveler as my QB, which probably won't change, because I really do think he'll be holding on to the ball an awful lot with Harris Hurt. Uh, Hurt on, you know, suspended. Um, For running backs, I have C.J. Gable. Um, My first receiver, I have Brandon Banks. And my second receiver, I have D'Varres Daniels. That is more than I normally spend on receivers in general. But once again, because Harris is out, I have a little bit more financial flexibility, unlike the Atlanta Braves. Um, In terms, uh, for my first flex, I have, um, sorry, Don Jackson. And then my flex, I'm kind of going off the board. I don't do this a whole lot, but I'm going to go for uh, Klukas, uh, the Calgary receiver. He's been... I don't know. This is kind of my Javanka toy play. Um, he's really inexpensive, and he does get a few catches a game. And he's had games where he's looked really good and had several. Uh, in terms of defense, I have the Eskimos D. Because I'm hoping for some sacks, and... Uh, yeah. There you go. Those are the McPicks. All
0: right. Now on to the... Don't do is it? All right, guys. So for the jewels this week, I got McLeod Bethel Thompson at quarterback. My first running back, or yeah, my first running back is Brandon Burks. Two receivers are Braylon Addison and Armani Edwards. Flex like one, them. Johnny Augustine. Flex two, Brandon Banks, and then the Bombers D to close it out. So you got a few hundred left over with that. You could go Addison over or Begleton over Addison, because I'm I'm stacking that Toronto-Hamilton game heavy. Heavy, that's one, two, three, four, five, five four, five. Five of my seven players are from that game. So, couldn't hurt to get some exposure to other games, because the only other exposure I have is a defense in the Banjo Bowl and a $3,500 running back, who I expect to get me five points.
1: John, uh, just one quick correction. It's pronounced Banjo Bowl, not Banjo, banjo bowl. bowl. There we go, thank you
0: lonas we need a, a a banjo sound clip in here
1: go yes please insert it now excellent
0: okay price is <laughs> right. All right uh yes do it bob barker give it to us
1: all right so we now enter the price is right All right, so for my Price is Right candidate, I actually have someone who's not in my lineup. I have Burks. The Toronto running back has produced relatively well in the last several weeks and is becoming a key part of the Toronto offense.
0: I got a McLeod Bethel-Thompson in there. He's only 9,300. The guy, I mean, God help his soul, he throws for 60 minutes a game, and... <laughs> There's no reason not to like a 9,300 quarterback who honestly has shown that they're like solid. Like he's not bad. It's not that he's just chucking the ball up there hoping for the best. Like he's been good. So I'm, I'm fine with him here um, at 93. Another guy to mention, obviously Johnny Augustine at 3,500. With all that said, quick, uh,
1: I- quick little quick little thing there. I've been beating this McLeod Bethel Thompson is actually good drum since about week one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: since James Franklin started the year as the starting QB. So. Just saying. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Last segment for the week twelve preview is the lock of the week. All right, Rob. Who is your uh, who's your lock of the week this week? Yeah. Why don't you do yours first? So, uh, shocker based on my lineup my lock of the week is the over in the Toronto Hamilton game at 51 and a half i think this game goes uh, goes over that a lot of, you know most of the matchups between these teams in recent history have gone well over 60 points so i like that And honestly, that might be one of the only lines I post this week. Like, you guys know I usually post my picks on Twitter. We've actually been doing pretty well, 125 of 42 with two pushes and 15 losses. So our record's good, but honestly, I might just be prop plays this week for me because maybe Calgary minus three uh, against Edmonton. But otherwise, I'm not really really loving any of the other spreads here. Then my player lock of the week is Brandon Burks at 5,400. He's involved in the pass game. He's solid in the run game. And um, I don't think Chris Rainey will take away too many touches from him. So 5,400, I got him just locked in there, not moving.
1: All right, uh, for me, I have. I'm also going to go to the Toronto Hamilton game. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go with Toronto plus 11 and a half. I think it'll be a closer game than that. Um, Hamilton seems to find a way to make these games against teams they should be beating close. I don't want to blame Dane Evans, but it's Dane Evans' fault. Um, <laughs> and uh for my player lock i actually have cj gable but i think it could also be william powell i think in order to put make money this week i think you really should invest in one of these higher tier running backs with andrew harris out um i personally like gable but you know i you could defend powell
0: yeah for sure i I was trying to get powell in actually but i just couldn't couldn't make it work um Actually, I'll tell you guys the way you can do that is in my lineup you'd switch Banks to wide receiver, then you move Addison down, upgrade him to Powell, and then you'd have to downgrade the Bombers D to Edmonton D, which is again my third favorite defense, so I don't love it, but yeah, if you want to fit Powell into the the jewels, then that would be that would be how you do it. All right. Uh, that's all we got for week 12, guys. It's a short week, three games, but definitely still some money to be made here. So, hope you guys enjoyed. As always, please review the podcast wherever you may be listening to it. Best of luck this weekend. If you have questions, you know where to find us on Twitter. If not, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Goodbye. Peace.